Now, Chapter 2 of The Sweet Ride. Tommy was tall and thin with dark brown hair, brown eyes, and he had a likable quality that most people were drawn to, because he smiled and laughed easily. He had his father's height and his mother's frame. His father had been 6'3 and a solid 220 pounds. His mom was 5'3 and weighed 105 pounds. He was already seven inches taller than his mother. On their first morning in Clearhaven, Tommy's grandmother prepared a big breakfast of eggs, bacon, toast, orange juice, coffee for the grown-ups, and a bowl of fresh raspberries. The berries had been picked at the rear of the Conover lawn. They were one of Tommy's favorite things in the whole world. The conversation around the table was subdued. It was Sunday. On every Sunday, his grandparents were at the Trinity Methodist Church, but not on this day. After breakfast, Tommy went to the back porch and sat on the steps. The day was comfortable. The sun was shining. Broken white fluffy clouds were high in the sky, and there was a light breeze. The August heat had dissipated for a while because of a cooler front that had dipped down from Canada, bringing welcomed relief. Tommy's dad and Tommy had made it a practice to sit together on the back porch after breakfast to discuss important things, such as what they would do that day. The small town of Clearhaven did not offer as many choices as might be found in a larger community, but they always managed to find enough to occupy them. Because of his dad's military duties, their time together was precious, and they made the most of it. As he sat there in his sadness, he thought about his father. He pretended that he was sitting next to him. He closed his eyes and pretended that he could feel his shoulder against his. He loved his dad so much, admired him, respected him, and thought he was the greatest dad in the whole world. Tears ran down his cheek. Helen was looking through the screen door at her son and her tears were also streaming down her face. She turned, and her mother was there with open arms. She allowed herself to be enveloped in her mother's warm embrace, crying, Mom, oh, Mom, what are we going to do? I'm so alone, so alone without Tom. How can I be mother and father to him? How can I teach him the things that only a father can teach a son? She gave herself up to her pain, weeping for her lost husband. Her father came into the kitchen, went to both of them, and held them in his arms. School began just after Labor Day, and Tommy took the bus to the high school. He was a freshman. He knew a few kids from his summer visits, and he responded to them when they spoke to him but the change in his demeanor was evident. His old happiness and smile were gone, replaced with a sadness that would not leave him. Grief had settled on him like an invisible cloak, and it colored his thoughts and words. Perhaps because of the discipline he had always seen in his parents, or because of his generally pleasant nature, he was a conscientious student. In the fall semester of the school term, he studied hard, 
Some of the students he knew from summer vacations did their best to draw him out and get him to smile and laugh, but his grief did not leave him in the weeks and months of that year. Christmas came, and it was a beautiful time of year. Snow had blanketed the hills with a deep covering, and the street looked like a Christmas card. The tree in the Conover house was tall, for Tommy's grandfather had picked the biggest tree that would fit into the living room. Tommy had gone along with him, and he had urged him to choose just the right one. Tommy chose a blue spruce. Its top almost touched the ceiling. His grandparents had made a great event out of the decorating of the tree. Helen's eyes shone with memories of her childhood in this warm house, and Tommy felt the chill of his spirit lighten because of how excited everyone was. The new year brought more snow, and Clearhaven schools, which never closed because of winter weather, remained open. However, sled riding down the hill above the Conover home became the main source of fun after school and on the weekend. Winter turned to spring, and spring became summer. School closed in early June, and the rhythms of the Conover home changed. Helen had taken a secretarial job with a real estate office. She was working on her license. Tommy wanted a way to earn money of his own and his grandfather said he could use the lawnmower to mow neighborhood lawns if he sought the business on his own. He had grown another inch in height, and his thin frame had filled out a little. He went door to door soliciting business, and his polite manner and friendly attitude led to success. By the end of ten days, he had twelve customers, and he set to work. His grandfather, Wade, put a new blade on the mower, tuned it up, and Tommy set to work. At the end of his first week, he approached his grandfather and handed him $40. His grandfather looked at the money and asked, What's this for, Tom? You don't owe me anything. Everyone was now calling him Tom. He'd asked everyone to call him by his father's name. He did not want to be Tommy anymore. It sounded too juvenile. It's for the rental of your mower, Pop-Pop. You put a new blade on it and made sure that it was running right. But, Tom, I didn't expect you to pay rent for it. It's yours to use. No, my dad wouldn't agree. He would say that a man deserves what he earns. You helped me get this business started. You supply the equipment and the fuel to run it. Part of the profit belongs to you. You invested in the business. You're part owner of Burke's Lawn Service. That's how I see it. Wade Conover was about to object again when he saw the earnest look his grandson gave him. Okay, that's fair. I accept my role in the business. I'll continue to supply the fuel, and I will also teach you how to maintain the mower. Nothing wrong with a man knowing how to take care of the equipment. Do we have a deal? Tommy smiled. Yes, we do. I want to learn all you can teach me. With these words, Tommy turned and walked away. He did not see the tears in his grandfather's eyes. When July arrived, Tommy celebrated his 14th birthday on the 12th of the month. The family gave him a party. 
and his uncle, aunt, and cousins were there. They had a backyard barbecue, and he had fun chasing the children and playing hide-and-seek with them. Tommy's customer list had grown to 22, and he was so busy that he had little time to do anything else, but he did not complain. If anything, he had become too serious. His old smile and happy attitude had all but disappeared beneath his sense of responsibility. He had allowed his work to swallow up his sense of fun. His mother said as much to her parents, but Wade and Marie told her not to worry. He was like his father. When it came to responsibility, Thomas Burke Sr. had been all business, like father, like son. The truth was that Thomas Burke Jr. had discovered something that some people do not find out until they are much older. His work had become his life. When he returned to school in the fall, he would immerse himself in his schoolwork. Pushing a mower or studying subjects was a way to ignore the pain in his spirit. He had no time for laughter or fun. They were empty of truth. His father was gone forever, and such easy emotions would never be allowed to enter his life if he could avoid it. There was an anger in him that was buried just below the surface. The universe did not care. All a man had to depend on was his determination to do the job before him. Yard work or school work would one day lead to other types of work. Keeping busy kept you from thinking too deeply because that led to immense sadness and despair. His father had not spoken of the dangerous things he had faced. He had never come home to complain to his wife or son. He had kept the terrors of war to himself. When he was with them, he smiled, laughed, joked, and showed them nothing but love. Thomas Burke Sr. had been strong. His son would be strong, too. He would be like his father. Tommy did not know that everything in his life was about to change. When he met his next customer, his ideas and convictions would be altered forever.